Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeomo. And the people of God said, Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, put those winning hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God this morning? Are you sure you are ready for the word of God? Uh, glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, for a few minutes this morning, I'll be charging, challenging, teaching, prophesying, and preaching the word of God to you. Under a subject captioned, or a topic captioned, destined for manifestation. Destined for manifestation. Destined for manifestation. Come on, let me hear you say this morning, I am destined to manifest. Say it like you mean it. I am destined to manifest. Say to your neighbor, I am destined to manifest. I am destined to manifest. Say it one more time. I'm destined to manifest. God bless you. I am destined to manifest. Uh, you're not saying it like you mean it. I said, I am destined to manifest. Put your name there. Dio is destined to manifest. I can't feel you this morning. How many people are going to manifest? How many people are here? The world is waiting for you. Praise God. The Bible says in Romans 8, 19, the whole creation, not just one, not just two, not just three people. The whole world is waiting for somebody to show up. Who is that person the world is waiting for this morning? You mean with all that God has put on the inside of you, there is something you have to offer your world. Am I hearing you right? Who is that person God is waiting for this morning? Who is that person the world is waiting for this morning? Who is that person that is destined to manifest? Who is that person that is so sure that I will manifest? In this life, I will not be a waste. In this life, I have not come to just join them in statistics. I've come to stand out. If you are that person, lift up your voice this morning and shout, I will manifest! Aha. Uh -huh. Now I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. You will manifest. You will manifest. You are destined to manifest. You will turn out well. By the power of God's spirit, you will turn out well. In the name of Jesus. The word of God says in John, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the very beginning. For this cause, for this purpose, was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, the Son of God manifested. The Son of God manifested for the purpose for which he was created for. 
And the word of God says, as he is, so are you in this world. If the son of God manifested, you don't have a choice. You will manifest. I say you will show up in the name of Jesus. He manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So if you are writing down, put down works of the devil. Those are one of the things manifestation will cancel. The works of the devil. Jesus showed up to destroy the enemy. You will show up and every enemy of your soul will be destroyed. Write down works of the devil. That's one of the things that will be taken care of. Number two, John 9 from verses 1 to 3. John chapter 9 from verses 1 to 3. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, in other translation says, Master, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. Jesus, neither this man nor his parents sinned, according to Jesus, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Another translation says that the word of God should be made manifest in him. Very serious statement. If you are writing, put down the works of God. What did you first put down? Works of the devil. So there is works of the devil. There is works of God. Praise God. Now, this is a very, very serious theology Jesus Christ was revealing here. He said, neither of them, which implicates something. Are you listening to me? Which indicates something. That the man could have caused it by himself. But it wasn't the man that caused it. Are you listening? He said it could have been the parents. But the parents were not the ones that caused it in this case. But that's very serious implication. That means there are some things you can bring upon your life by yourself. And there are some things, parents, watch it. There are some things you can bring for your children too. What they did not know by your own lifestyle and your own behavior. Like many under the sound of my voice right now, you are going through stuff you shouldn't be going through because your parents brought it into your life. Things you don't know anything about. Very serious theology now. So we have works of the devil. We have the works of God. Now verse 4 puts it further or says this. I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day for the night cometh when no man can walk. Hmm. That is serious. Thank God. I told you I will beat you to it today. I'm not waiting for you. Praise God. Now, for a few minutes this morning, I want to take you on a journey of walks. Whether works of the devil or works of God, there is a time frame. Why people have failures in their lives? 
Remember, you are programmed for greatness. You are designed for greatness. You are going to be great whether the devil likes it or not. Deuteronomy 28, 13 says you shall be above how? Only and never be beneath. That's your position. You are going to be above only. Everybody say above only. Only. Uh-huh. You're going to be above only. Because that's your covenant position. But listen to me. And the journey of life, sometimes people experience failures. And why do we experience failures? It's simply because sometimes or many times we do not manage our high times in our lives. We don't manage properly when we have high times. When we have seasons falling on us in pleasant places. When we don't have, when we have lines falling on us in pleasant places. Nations make that mistake. Families make that mistake. Individuals make that mistake. Make those mistakes. For example, a country I know very well. No secret, the country my wife was born in. Some years ago, just roughly 10 years ago, to be precise, they, were, they had what is called a boom. Praise God. The president of that nation then worked very hard, paid all the debts of the nation, or rather, all the debts of the nation was forgiven. There's a difference between paying and uh, it was forgiven. And the whole nation became debt-free. In fact, according to the president, when he was leaving treasury, he left $37 billion in the treasury. But some different kind of people came who, like I'm saying to you today, did not manage the high times. A country like that should never taste recession anymore because they have what it takes to put them perpetually flying but that's not the priority they came squandered the money looted the treasury not only that put the country in debt again not only that they in fact when the next Regime was coming in, they had to declare that the nation is broke is an underestimation. They were in serious debt, and that was it. Now, they showed another country about the same time, a country where most people of the world are making an alternative holiday place. It's called Dubai, UAE. And they showed how. They were able to manage their high season. It's amazing. In the middle of the desert, what they turned that country into. This is a country that you cannot walk one kilometer in the heat of the sun there and not die if you don't have a bottle of water. But they turned it into a place where people want to travel from all over the world. So, what was the difference in these two nations? One just knew how to manage 
the high times. That country only survives on oil. In fact, this nation my wife was born in has more, than, more oil than this so-called nation. They have more oil. They are even so unfortunate. They only have oil as their source of income. Only oil. And they, told, they, they interviewed the, one of the leaders of that nation. I think it's the petroleum minister. They interviewed him. They said, uh, <laughs> he said, the problem with that other nation is not money. Their problem is leadership. It's leadership that brought us where we are. When that nation chooses to put, to prioritize leadership, the problem will be over. Nobody to set direction. So let's forget about that nation. That's a national problem. Let's come to your own life today and see what you have to do. Because the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 6, from verse 6 to 11, he said, go to the ant and learn. One of the detriments in life is that even when we make mistakes, we don't learn about the mistakes. And it repeats itself, then it will keep on going in cycles. 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 There's a song like that. Cycles. How many people have heard this song? Uh, I know all of you. Look at you. Praise God. You keep on going in cycles if you don't learn the lesson. The Bible says in Proverbs 6, 6, it said, go to the ant and learn. This ant even has no leader, but is wise enough to manage his life in the high times, in the high seasons, so that when the low seasons come, you won't even observe the low season. You won't recognize it. Because you have learned to manage it when it's high. It will be evenly distributed. So when people are saying there is a casting down, you will be able to say there is a lifting up. And that's the experience also in this pandemic time. A lot of people didn't plan for these seasons. But that is what life is all about. Plan also for the unexpected seasons. So it will never catch you by surprise. This is not going to be the last pandemic. I'm not a prophet of doom. Amen? But the question is, this one caught you. <laughs> will you prepare well for the next one? Or will you prepare your children to prepare for the next one? If the Lord tallies. Amen? Okay, let's go more into the lessons. Look at a man, like I said, life is full of highs and lows. If you prepare very well, you will not even recognize the lows when they show up. We all have a little bit of share in this when we have not learned our lesson. As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself too. Don't think anybody is exonerated from this. God is the one talking to us. Amen. Praise God. And that's why he said you should go to the ant and learn. Read that when you get home. Proverbs chapter 6 from verse 6 to 11. 
The ant has mastered the art of managing high times so that he can take care of his low times. Praise God. Joseph became a great man because of insight into this principle. He taught Pharaoh how to manage the high times so that he can take care of the low times. The whole world was suffering famine. Egypt didn't know what famine was because they tapped into this series. They tapped into the insight, this principle. He taught Pharaoh, and Pharaoh practically bowed to Joseph. Great people will bow to you when you begin to operate your life and your destiny with these principles. Why people get into trouble sometimes is because sometimes a law has been violated either by yourself or by a preceding generation. Either by yourself or by your parents. For example, if there's famine in a land, if there's scarcity in a nation, what did the previous generation do? God will tell somebody like David. God will tell him and say, Saul violated the law. Saul violated the law because a covenant Joshua made with the Gibeonites 500 years before this time, he had made a covenant. And do you know the interesting thing about this covenant? The fact that Saul did not know about this covenant did not excuse him nor exonerate him. It still cost him. It cost the whole nation for violating the law. The Gibeonites had a covenant with the Israelites. They had a serious covenant that, hey, we will be hewers of wood, fetchers of water for you. Just don't arm us. And that's exactly what happened. They became their slaves, so to speak, for years, for generation and generation. Until one day, Saul went to slaughter them. And famine hit Israel. A plague, heavy plague hit Israel. It was the time of David. David prayed, fasted, sang, did everything he could do. You know, you know David, you know David and God, they're both cool, right? David will go to the house of God, dance, like my general overseer will finally say every time, if God kicked David out of heaven, David will find a way to dance himself, to praise himself back to the presence of God. Because that guy knew how to touch the heart of God. David did everything he could do. The plague still stayed. You can call it maybe like a plague, like coronavirus himself. He went. It dropped down. Now it's spiking again. It didn't go anywhere. David now inquired what was wrong. God now revealed to him that a law has been violated. Many times we violate laws. The law of the tithe is even a debate in the world out there today. The law of forgiveness, written black and white in the scriptures. God says, if you don't forgive, I won't forgive. I won't not only forgive, I won't hear your prayers. But saints today are still the greatest culprit of forgiveness. They've heard the message of forgiveness. They've preached the message of forgiveness. They've told others on forgiveness, but they themselves will not forgive. As simple as it is. Then you wonder, why are your prayers not answered to the degree they ought to be answered? 
Have you checked yourself? Are you violating a law somewhere? Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I refuse to understand. I don't even want to understand. It's the one that understands all of us that says this is the way to go. Praise God. Are you with me this morning? If a law is not violated, it may be a system that is violated. Life runs by systems. There's a system functioning in this house right now. Am I correct? We have a sound system. Praise God. A lot of forces come together to put a system in place. We have a sound system. Glory be to God. There are ushers. There's orderliness system. Praise God. There are so many systems. Raising kids. You need a system to raise your kids. Praise God. So we get into trouble sometimes because we've violated a law or we are not walking within a system. God will walk in your life according to knowledge. And my job as a pastor is to help you in your knowledge base. That's what the Bible says in Jeremiah 3.15. As a pastor, he will give you knowledge and wisdom. That's my job description. Knowledge and wisdom. Because God will always operate, will always have dealings with you based on your knowledge. And we will always have different results in life because of our knowledge base. Many people are listening to this word. Maybe plus people here, people in the overflow, people in the nations of the world. Maybe 500 people right now are listening. Maybe. Or more. But we are not all going to get the same result from this message. Based on our knowledge base. And we always have different results based on this knowledge base. Our responsibility is to increase our knowledge base, ladies and gentlemen. Until you make a decision. Let me tell you this. Until you make a decision. And look, an average man makes up to 5,000, between 5,000 and 8,000 decisions a day. Most of it are destiny-based decisions. And until you decide whether it's life you want or death, whether it's blessings you want or curses, you will remain in the same place of ambiguity. You need to make a decision. It's decision that will determine destiny. Joshua made a decision. He said, as for me and my house, we will do what? We will serve the Lord. David made a decision. David said, as soon as I heard it was time to go to the house of God, hey, I'm going to church. I don't know about you, but I am going to church. I've made up my mind. He's made a decision. You can stay at home, but I'm going to church. That's David. Write this down if you're writing. Manifestation only comes when you make a decision. Again, manifestation only comes when you make a decision. I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions later about what decisions have you made. I just cited two people for you in the scriptures who have made a decision. And you can tell the decision they made paid them off 
or paid off for them. They made up their mind. They made a decision. And it determined their destiny. In this season, I pray for you. You will make the right decisions. Because your world is waiting for you, help will come from heaven for you. The world is waiting for you to show them the way, to show them the light, because you are ordained to be a trailblazer through which many will discover their paths to God. Help will come for you in the name of Jesus. There will be divine assistance for you. Oh, lift up your right hand to heaven. I prophesy over your life. Oh, you will not be confused. You will not be forsaken. You will not be lost. No matter how confused the world is, you will not be confused. You will not be lost. The glory and the lifted up of your head will lift you far above your present challenges. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I see the God of heavens, whom you serve, whom you have given your heart to, I see him come for your rescue. The Bible says his right hand does valiantly well. I see that right hand rescue you now. I see that her right hand take you away from the merry clay, take you away from the pit, take you away from the horrible pit and place your feet like hinds feet on the rock to stand. In the name of Jesus, you will stand the test of times. You will stand the challenges of your day. You will come out strong. In the name of of Jesus. They thought it was over for you, but I speak by the power of God this morning. I say it is not over for you. It has just begun. They haven't seen nothing yet. They wonder what is over Israel. Does not sleep nor slumber. Your God is alive for you. Even when the whole world is saying there is a casting down, I decree and declare over your life, you will say there is a lifting up. I see God lift you up. In the name of Jesus. They wanted to put your head down, but your glory and the lifted up of your head is on your side. You will not be put down. I say you will not be put down. Your position in life is not down. You will be above. Ha! Huh? Glory be to God. You will be above only. In the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 13 verse 12. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, let's take a praise break. Ha, ha, ha. Can somebody praise him this morning? Hey, something is shifting for somebody. That is me. Hallelujah. He's working together for my good. It has been tough. It has been rough. But my God is above all. He said, he that is from above is above them all. I say, you are above. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Romans 13, 12. Romans 13, 12. Oh, I love this scripture. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let every soul The night is fast spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. You know, in the beginning, I, I, taught you, I, I told you to write down the works of darkness, right? Now, listen to me carefully. This is how to beat darkness any day, any time. 
Why should you be to darkness? You are destined for what? I can't hear you this morning. You are destined for what? For manifestation. So one of the areas you have to manifest is also to beat down darkness. He said we will cast off the works of darkness. How will that be accomplished? By putting on the armor of light. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. There is a difference between the armor of light and the armor of God in Ephesians 6. The armor of light is a cloak of revelation knowledge. What did I call it? A cloak of revelation knowledge. Matthew 4, 4, Luke 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. This is how to live, ladies and gentlemen, is by the Rema word, by the revealed word of God. That is, your eyes have to be open to see certain things that the word of God will enable you to see. He said, come up here and see. When you come up, you will have to see. Hallelujah. Tell somebody manifest. I am manifesting. One word from God has the power and the capacity to change your life forever. The word of God. I say in this season, begin to receive the Rema word of God. May your eyes be opened in the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 5, he said unto the people, he preached unto them. After he spoke to them the word of God, the Bible says he turned to Peter and spoke to him the word from God. The word of God and the word from God is different. Are you listening to me? <laughs> May you receive words from his throne in this season in the name of Jesus. It may be the same word people are hearing. But when it comes your way, you say, this one is for me. May you receive that one which is for you. In the name of Jesus, you will receive the Rema word. After he spoke to Peter, he said, Draw that net for a catch. That's the word. Peter said, it doesn't make sense. Nevertheless, at your word, which is from God, it will come to pass. And he acted on that word. And the rest is history. I speak over your life. Watch out. The words that will be coming your way. When you believe in God, when you act on it, it becomes a Rema word and it begins to bring solutions you never dreamt nor imagined in the name of Jesus. Peter had excuses for it. He said, we have told all night. It doesn't make sense. You are saying, it's in the night we fish. This man is saying we should go and fish in the day. Fish will see the net. They won't come there. But it's a Rema word. Where you are filled. The same spot, success is coming your way. Oh, there's somebody here. You have attended some exams. It didn't work. Here did the word of God. Go there again. This time you have the Rema word. You have success in your life. You have progress in your life. You have advancement in your life. You are making it whether the devil likes it or not. Can I hear a good amen from somebody in the house? In the name of Jesus. Ephesians 5.11.
This is just what God is telling us today. If you want, if indeed you are destined for manifestation, these are instructions for you. Ephesians 5.11 And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. There are so many ways in life to get to your destination. Please choose the right way. The Bible says the wisdom from above is first of all pure. These are the days people do hanky-panky to get whatever they want. The Bible says have no fellowship. What did I say? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Titus 2, 11 and, uh, 11 and 12. He said the grace of God that brought salvation has appeared unto all men. Teaching us to say no to every ungodliness. No is also a language. No means nei. It means no. Learn to say no to unfruitful works of darkness. The word of God that brings us salvation does not only teach us how to be saved, it teaches us how to live as saved people. They will tell you a lot of things that can bring shortcuts to your life. Don't cut your life short. Amen? Abstain from every works of darkness. Are you listening to me today? Everything God, that God has not approved, or you know God will never give approval to, don't participate. Don't associate. The Bible says refrain from it. Refrain from ignorance. Don't. Galatians 5.19. He said the works of flesh are this. I'm telling you this because the greatest enemy of God is not Satan. Many people think it's the devil, the devil. It's not Satan. I will show you your greatest enemy today. It's not Satan. Don't exonerate Satan. Don't give him promotion that is not due to him. He's a defeated foe. His end has been known already. So what do we want to do with, 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 with Satan? Everything. Satan. Small thing. Satan is the devil. He's the devil. Even the devil is angry at some people. I watched a cartoon some time ago. They put the devil. He was standing in front of the church. And, and, and many Christians were, li- were coming out of the church after service. They said, devil, what are you doing here? These are the children of God. He said, I've come to make a complaint to the Lord. They have been lying against me. They have been saying a lot of things I didn't do. And they will say it's me. Anyway, it's a cartoon. It's not in the scripture. Unless some of you are looking for pastor quoted the scripture. Where is that? Amen. It's a cartoon. Amen. Galatians 5.19, see, now the works of the flesh are manifest. You know, we are talking about manifestation. Look at the work of the flesh. They are manifest. Which are these? He started naming it. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lavishness, malice, pride, envy. He started naming all of them. The works of the flesh, they are not, they are not hidden. And the list is not complete. At the end of the day, he said, and such... Like, works of the flesh. But look at Galatians 5.22. It says, these are the fruit of the Spirit. But these are the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, and so on and so forth. 
if you don't commit to developing your character via the fruit of the spirit, you will automatically start manifesting the works of the flesh. It takes commitment to develop a solid character via the fruit of the spirit. Commitment. Serious pursuit. Intentional pursuit. The greatest enemy of God, according to Romans 8, 7, is this carnal mind, is this carnal nature. What manifests the works of the flesh? That's the greatest enemy of God. I call it the resident enemy. It's within. But you've got to deal with it. This is what blocks the manifestation. This is what blocks God showing up for you, showing up in you, showing up through you. It's the works of the flesh. Greatest stopper of destiny. But I speak over your life. Your destiny will not be stopped anymore. Yeah. Romans 8, 7. Are you there? Because the carnal mind is what? It's enmity against God. He doesn't like God one bit. He hates the operation of God. He hates the move of God. He hates the power of God at work. A carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Indeed, neither can it be. The Bible says even the flesh will war against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. The two are contrary to one another. They are against each other. The carnal mind gives root even to the flesh and empowerment to the works of the flesh. It empowers the flesh in your life. You don't need the carnal mind, ladies and gentlemen. It's enmity with God. And that's why you must win your mind away from being carnal. God will not bless disobedience. So the works of the flesh, listen to me, is the greatest prohibitor to the blessings of God in your life. John 6, 28, then said he to him, what shall we do to do the works of God? Please put it on the screen. John 6, 28. You see, we are talking of different works. We've talked about works of the flesh. All right? The works of the flesh are these. So on and so forth. Fornication, adultery, so on and so forth. But we let you know about the carnal mind, which is enmity with God. That mind will take you out. That mind will rob you of your blessings. That mind, that, that work will rob you of the blessings of God. Don't participate in evil. Amen. Then said they unto him, what shall we do to, that we might do the works of God? He said it's simple. You want to do the works of God? What works have we studied today? We have talked about the works of the devil. We have talked about the works of God. We have talked about the works of the flesh. We have talked about the works of darkness. We have talked about the works of Somebody said, okay, you have put four there, good. 
Now, what might we, he said, what shall we do that we might walk the works of God? He said, it is simple. Believe in whom he has sent. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Every word of Christ to you is true. Believe in all that he has spoken to you. All the promises of God to you, believe it with your whole heart. When you believe it, believing means you have taken the word of God and submitted to the word as your final authority. That's what it means to believe. You are sitting on the chair that is, you are sitting on because you believe it will hold you. So people only do what they believe. They don't do what they don't believe. The only reason you are sitting on that chair is because you believe that chair can hold you. If that chair can hold you, you won't sit on it. Am I correct? Yeah. So every word of Jesus, you need to believe. And how I know you believe is in what you do. If you believe in prayer, and if you believe that you ought to pray, you won't leave your house without praying. The only reason you leave your house without prayer is because you know, well, whether I pray or I don't pray, I'm coming back home. You believe you can make it without prayer. Isn't that so? So check what you do. It's in what you do that I know what you believe. You can't say you believe that you believe in God and you keep on doing things that you know will not help you to make heaven. That can't happen. Praise God. It means you don't believe. You believe it's a fallacy. You believe it's just one of those rhetoric that must be said. You can't be sleeping all over town and say that, well, uh, 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 in fornication, um, 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 mm, mm, um, you're just juggling around. Praise God. You can't be telling lies. When the Bible says all liars will find themselves in the lake of fire, then you, you just freely tell lies. Now, listen, this is not a condemnation service. It's not to condemn you. Don't get me wrong today. No. It's just to put you on the straight and narrow. If you've done something wrong, ask for forgiveness and start living right. Is that clear? It's so quiet in this place. Am I touching on nerves? I said, is that clear? Yes. All right. Back to John chapter 9. Let's quickly go to chapter 9 so that we start wrapping this up. There are things in your life right now that are suffering because you are blind. There is no light of God's word in your life. You remember they asked, they said, who caused this blindness? Is it the man? Is it the parents? And Jesus Christ said none of these things. He said is that the works of God may be what? May be made manifest. Certain things you are ordained to manifest, but no show, for you are blind in them. 
However, whatever way you came into Christ, it doesn't matter. The parents brought this man into this world. And listen to this very well. This man came into this world through the parents. And like I was saying earlier, there are certain things in our lives that is manifesting or came upon us as a result of what our parents did and did not do. So I am switching this to a spiritual bath. You see, for example, when I gave my life to Christ, I gave my life to Christ for some years now, by the grace of God, but the convener or the platform where I was given birth to spiritually was a platform of religion. It's a platform of do's and don'ts. We, we became born again Christians, but we were blind to so many things. Everything was working, but some things were not working because we were blind to them. For example, in those days, you had to put on certain kind of clothes before we know you are a Christian. And if you don't put on those clothes, you're a child of the devil. Now, we thought that way because we were blind to them. Praise God. Sisters couldn't just, <laughs> I see a lot of beautiful stars today. <laughs> if it was in those days, you are not a child of God. Not only must your head be covered, it must be covered tight. Praise God. Now everything was going on. We had the joy of salvation. We were good. Amen? We were Christians. Nobody could tell us we were not children of God. We were children of God. We witnessed the new birth. There was joy in us. We were just blind to some certain things. I can go on with the list of the blindness, but let me move on because I wasn't stuck there. After a while, I connected with the Word of Faith movement. People of like the Kenneth Hagin the Kenneth Copelands of this world, the, uh, the, uh, uh, anyway, let me just, the Smith Ghost of this world, the Word of Faith movement. And wow, then we started learning new creation realities. We started, ushers, can you help us? We started hearing new creation realities. Praise God. We started hearing the word of life. We started hearing things that were mind-blowing. We started hearing about who and what manner of person we have become because of the life of God on the inside of us. We started hearing messages of faith that were life-changing and life-transforming that took us from the point that is not about do's and don'ts anymore, our lives have been changed that in Christ Jesus, we have a brand new life. Wow. We understood Christianity 
from its very basic. So we moved from religion, we moved into new creation. Wow. There were a lot of things that we were blind to before. We were not blind anymore. Praise God. We started, we, we continued with the word of faith. But after a while, in the word of faith too, we found out that some things were missing. We were still blind to some things. Amen. Word of faith, we, we discovered that, okay, there were a lot of things we knew, but we were blind to things like praise and worship. Ah, because it's only the word, 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 word. Ah, the worship, oh my God. You go to church, you say, when is, when is church starting? We don't, count, we don't count praise and worship. They say, they are warming up for the service. Why? Because they want you to worship and praise. We were blind to it. Do you understand? We were blind to prayer because everything was faith, 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 faith. We don't pray as we ought to until another level of revelation opened. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, in Christ Jesus, let me tell you this. In Christ Jesus, there might have been a lot of things that is happening that you are blind to. Now, your being blind to these things is not your parents that caused it. It's not you that caused it. But let me show you what caused it. Why you have, you have been blind. Praise God to some of these things in your life. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. All right. Let's go to Matthew chapter, I mean, John chapter 9 once again as I bring this to a close. Woo! Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The reason you were blind is not because it's your mom. It's not, it's not because of your parents. Not because of yourself, but it's about one thing. Where are you? And Jesus passed by and saw a man which was blind. Go to verse 3. Verse 3. And Jesus answered, Neither was this man sinned, nor his parents. But for what reason? That the works of God should be made manifest in him. Listen to me. You have been blind for a while, for some time, to a lot of things. But in this new era, listen to me. God wants to manifest himself to you. And I want you to receive it by faith that it is the season of your manifestation. I said it is the season of your manifestation. By faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. In the name of Jesus, I see God manifest himself to you in the name of Jesus. In the morning, I see him show up for you. In the evening, I see him show up for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The reason you are blind is because God wants to show up for you. And he will show up for you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout manifest. Somebody shout it louder, manifest. 
I see manifestation destroy every work of the enemy in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. For you to move to the next level of your life, the initial level needs to be destroyed by manifestation. Praise God. October 2nd, 1999. See, when I was a kid, I used to watch one program. They call it Space 1999. How many people watch it? Okay, then one, that means my age means are not too many here. Praise God. They call it Star Trek, Space 1999. You didn't watch that? I didn't know 1999. 1999 then looked so far off, far off. Anyway, it was the year I got married. Amen. October 2nd, 1999. Praise God. I say praise God. You are not happy for me? All right. Praise God. Now, now, one thing happened that day. There was a manifestation. That manifestation destroyed singleness in my life. I became married. I said one level of manifestation would destroy the previous level. I became married. A year later also, another manifestation showed up. What happened? I became a father. Somebody could call me daddy. So, another level of manifestation showed up. Manifestation destroys your previous level. That's why I'm going to. Some of you, you are at a level now. But because of the manifestation coming for you, coming through you, that level will be destroyed. You move to another level. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Randagaba Soto, Lindy Gibo, I feel him. When you break into prosperity, manifestation of that destroys poverty. I see poverty destroyed in your life. Not only your life, your generation. In the name of Jesus. When you break into a new era of knowledge, manifestation of that would destroy ignorance in your life. I see ignorance destroyed in the name of Jesus. That's why I need to tell somebody here, go and do your masters right now. Masters, go and do it. There's somebody else you are contemplating. Your PhD, go and do it. Go and do it now in the name of Jesus. Because once you move up, once you manifest that, the previous level is destroyed. I see God shift your base in the name of Jesus. Oh, manifestation destroyed. Look, somebody is here. Your professional exam. Go and pursue it with everything within you. Because a level is about to be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. You can't get the benefits of the next level without manifestation. You can't get benefits of the next level without manifestation. Someone is about to manifest. In this house, I say somebody is about to manifest. Oh, stand on your feet like a champion and say, I will manifest. Oh, come on, give him glory and praise. Give him glory and praise. Because you will show up. You are destined for manifestation. God will manifest himself to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory be to God. Give him a wave. Give him a wave and give him praise that I'm destined for manifestation. I believe you, Lord, for manifestation in my life. 
Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services every Sunday live at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and our Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.